0: Your helper, the Holy Spirit. Jesus said that if I do not go, he said I will not send you another helper. He said the helper is the Holy Spirit. And we, we started to see very important things about the Holy Spirit. In the last two weeks when we started the series, we talked about fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. We said it's important that as a Christian, you've got to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. It's only in fellowship with the Holy Spirit that you get to recognize who he is, you get to know who he is. Praise the Lord. And then last week, Sunday, we began to understand how to be led by the Spirit. Glory to God. Listen, we are not led by our feelings. We are led by the Spirit. Have you heard, you know, there are some, there are some things that sound nice that we're taught when we're growing up. They, they sound Christian, but it's not the gospel. Things like, I'll give you one. They, they say things like, um, um, heaven helps those who help themselves. Have you ever heard that before? In fact, our parents told us, they told us, heaven helps those who help themselves. But it's not in the scripture. In, when you begin to understand the gospel, heaven will not help you if you can help yourself. If you can help yourself, then there was no need for Jesus to come and die for you. Glory to God. So heaven helps those who admit that they need to be helped. Glory to God. Lift your hand and say, I receive the help of God. Say it again. Say, I receive the help of God. If you can help yourself, forget about Jesus. Forget about him. He is not ready to help anybody who can help himself. He can only help you when you admit your helplessness. Then he can become your helper. That's why we're talking about the Holy Spirit, your helper. The Holy Spirit is your advantage in life. Glory to God. There's another one they say things like, have you heard it they say, follow your heart. Have you heard that before? For, and that's, and that's, is that heart that you followed that led you to the heartbreak that you experienced? It is said, follow your heart. It is that following your heart that you went to go and meet the wrong business partner that crumbled you financially. No, we don't follow our hearts in the New Testament. What the Bible says, the Bible says that the heart of a man is desperately wicked, desperately wicked. Only a heart that has been regenerated by the Holy Ghost can follow. So in, in the new creation, we are led by the Spirit. Everybody see we are led by the Spirit. We talked about the last so we are led by the Spirit. You know, and, and we, we, we explained how it's important that we've got to recognize the voice of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because, you know, when it comes to knowing the will of God, I told you 90% of what you need to know about God is already given to us by revelation of the scriptures. But knowing the detailing about your life, the specification can only be by the Spirit. And that's the reason why you've got to develop being led by the Spirit. See, the Spirit of God will always nudge you. He will nudge you. He will, he, will, he will guide you in, into our truth. The Bible said when you, when you are missing your way, you will hear a voice behind you telling you, no, not this way, go this way. The problem is that most of the time when the Spirit of God is talking to us, we fail to listen to what He's talking. Sometimes God can't even get our attention. We are so busy with work, busy with social media, busy with so many things of our lives that we get so distracted to the point that sometimes the Holy Spirit has to come even in our sleep to come and talk to us and we will not still listen to him. But if we will only be led by the Spirit, the Bible says it will make the crooked path straight. Glory to God. He is the one that will ensure that none of your steps will slide. Everything can look too good to be true. The Spirit of God will tell you that's not the way to go. And you say it. I, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm just being led not to do this and that's the, 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 the leading of the Spirit. Glory to God. So today we're going to talk about the Spirit of truth. Everybody say the Spirit of truth. John chapter 16. Jesus talked about the Holy Spirit and that the Holy Spirit will become to us the Spirit of truth. What does that mean? What's that about? We're going to say that today. The Bible says, however, when he, the spirit of truth, look, look at his name. He's called the spirit of truth. He said, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak of his own um, authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. Isn't that wonderful? that the Holy Spirit can tell you things that is going to happen in the future. He can tell you... You see, when you know the Holy Spirit, you can never, you can never go in the dark. You can never grope in the dark. You can never miss your way in life when you know this Holy Spirit I'm talking about. Because He's the Spirit of truth. He will tell you things to come. That means God already knows your future. The Holy Spirit can tell you the things to come. Can you shout amen? Give me the next verse, verse 14. says he will glorify me notice the truth he will bring to you is the truth about jesus notice that it's not about mathematics or chemistry it's about jesus that's the truth he's going to explain to you he says he will glorify me for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you verse next verse, verse 15 he says all things that the father has has are mine Therefore, I say that he will take of mine and declare it to you. So, listen, our greatest need in life is for truth. The greatest need of man is truth. I will explain. You see, false belief of every kind that leads to negative emotions, whether it's depression, whether it is um, fear, whether it is shame, whether it is misery or death, the reason for those negative emotions is because there's a missing ingredient called truth. That's the reason why we walk in fear. For instance, if you have a truth about uh, mosquitoes, will you be afraid of mosquitoes? You know exactly what to do, how to handle them. You, you, you know why? Because you have some level of truth about mosquitoes. You know what they can do. You know how they move. You know how they operate. Are you following that? So the reason why we experience false beliefs in our lives in every kind of negative emotion is because we lack truth. So truths actually set us free you shall know the truth and the truth will make you free glory to God listen when it comes to God the first step in knowing the Lord is repentance everybody say repentance now repentance is the first step in coming back to God but repentance doesn't just mean turning a new leaf When you understand from the Bible it talks about the, the word repentance is the Greek called metanoia metanoia means a change of mind so when you come to Christ, you've got to change your mind. You cannot stop thinking. You have to stop thinking the way the world sees the Lord, the way the world thinks about Him. Now you've got to change your mind and understand the dynamics of the kingdom of Jesus. Glory to God. Because the way the world thinks is not the way Christ thinks. And Bible says we have the mind of Christ, not the mind of the world. So when you come to Christ, you've got to repent. You've got to repent. It means a change of mind. But even after repentance, your mind also needs to be renewed. Glory to God. It needs to be renewed. Look at Second Corinthians eleven, from verse three to four. Because it is possible to have a new life, but don't have a new head. Hello, are you still here? You can have a new life, but not a new head, not a new mind. The Bible says, "But I fear, least somehow, as the serpent deceived by his craftiness, so your mind may be corrupted." From the simplicity that is in Christ. Next verse. He says, for if he would come. He says, sorry. He says, for he, for if he who comes preaches another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if you receive a different spirit from which, which you have not received, or a different gospel which you have not accepted, he says, may you may well put up with it. Glory to God what is what is he saying he's saying that your mind can actually get corrupted even though you are a new creature in christ jesus and how does corruption comes corruption comes by the craftiness of satan See, satan is a master his greatest weapon is deception everybody say deception satan is a master in deception and his job is to ensure listen when for instance when the word comes to you like this i listen very carefully you've got to be alert. you've got to be smart you've got to take the word of god voraciously if not what's that we do number one he will come and steal the word from your heart why because jesus let us know that the seed of god is the word the seed of God is the gospel. I mean, when the gospel is coming to you, that is seed being sown in your heart. Now, when those seeds take root in your heart, they begin to grow and produce fruit. Are you seeing that? So, job, so Satan's job is to deceive you or is to steal the word away from your heart. Look at John chapter 13 verse 2. John 13 verse 2. So, Satan is able to do two things. Number one, he can sow thoughts in the believer's mind. He can sow thoughts in the believer's mind. Look at what the Bible says, and supper being ended, the devil, look at it, the devil having put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. Notice brothers and sisters, who betrayed Jesus? Talk to me now. Who betrayed Jesus? Judas. How did Judas come up to that thinking of betraying Jesus? The Bible says, Satan, the devil put it in his heart. So Satan can sow thoughts your mind are you listening i'm telling you he can do that you know one time peter's peter was talking to jesus and jesus perceived that what what he was saying from his mouth didn't come from him jesus said get thee behind me satan because he knew that it was satan that showed that thought in his heart look at that even peter himself did not know that it was a satan that put it in his heart because satan can put thoughts in your heart negative thoughts in your heart thought of defeat he can put it in your heart and if you're not careful in renewing your mind, you will think that it is it's yourself or is God putting it, but it's the devil put it in your mind. The second thing that Satan can do, Luke 8:12, is that he can take the truth from you. He can take the truth from you. Bible says those by the wayside are the ones who hear. Then the devil comes. Because what he does, and what does he do? He takes away the word out of their heart, lest they should believe and be saved. The reason why many are not saved today is because as the gospel comes to them, Satan goes and steals the word from them. Hallelujah. You can even be born again, tongue talking, and then the word of God you don't pay attention to, Satan will come and take it away from your heart as well. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. That means to combat with this, we have been given the spirit of truth. Everybody said the spirit of truth. Acts chapter 20 verse 27. The Bible says that this Holy Spirit, he will guide us into all truth. And the truth is going to guide us into is the truth concerning the kingdom of God. The Bible says, for I have not shown to declare to you the whole counsel of God. So the job of the Holy Spirit is to bring to us the whole counsel of God. The whole counsel of God. That is job. And that's why he's called the spirit of truth. And all truth necessary for your faith and your obedience in the gospel. That's what the Holy Spirit's job is, is doing in your life. He will, he will guide your faith. He will guide your obedience in the gospel can you shout amen now there are three things that the spirit of truth does number one write it down revelation 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 is from the greek word apokalousis glory to god now what does it mean revelation means to draw back the veil from which it has been previously hidden so this revelation now let me explain um, confidence come let me show you something remove your jacket let me explain what Revelation, come with it by the way, this is what Revelation is, right, so come now, come, come here um, Daniel come help me now hold this thing like this can you hold it from behind yes, so yes, in front no, as in, stay in the back hold it from the back <laughs> like this, alright now, watch that. What can you see? Talk to me now. What can you see? Jacket. Now, God hid himself from the, whole, from the whole earth. The earth never knew about God. Never knew about him. So he hid himself from the whole world. And one time, he began to reveal himself to Israel. The nation of Israel. Are you following? And then the prophets came, the judges came, and the, the, the priests came. But now, the Gentiles never knew about this God. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So when Jesus came, the first thing he did was begin to reveal himself to the whole world. Are you seeing that? So revelation is simple. is when the veil is taken away. Once the veil is removed, then you can see clearly. Are you getting the point now? Now remove, remove the veil. Now you can see God. Now who do you see now? You see a man, right? Glory to God. This is what revelation is all about. So as long as the veil is on your eyes, as long as you are blinded, you cannot see anything. All you see is the veil. That's all you get to see so revelation the bible says is very important because apart from revelation god and his ways and his methods will be unknown to man glory to god go and sit down thank you very much romans chapter 16 verse 25 to 26 romans 16 25 26 the bible says now to him who is able to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, look at it, according to the revelation of the mystery kept secret since the world began. So the whole world never knew about this revelation. Next verse. He says, but now made manifest. Can you shout amen? This gospel has been made manifest. He says, and by the prophetic scriptures made known to all nations according to the commandment of the everlasting God for obedience to the faith. Talking about salvation, glory to God. So the, 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 The initiation of revelation had to do with God. God is the one that had to first reveal himself to man before man can even begin to understand God in any way. God, Man by himself can never find God. He will search and search and search. He will never find him. You know what Jesus said to the Pharisees? Jesus said that the Pharisees, he said you search the scriptures thinking that in the scriptures you will find eternal life. He said it's not found there. Eternal life is found in Jesus. That's why brothers and sisters the word of God can the, your Bible can fall to the ground, but the Word of God can never fall to the ground. Can you shout, Amen? Why? Because the Word of God is Jesus. Jesus is the very person of the Word of God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 See, so the initiation had to be with God. So God had to reveal Himself to us by the Bible. Second Timothy chapter three verse sixteen. How do we know God? Through the Scriptures. The Bible says all Scripture. Everybody say all Scripture. Read again. Say all scripture is what is given by inspiration of God. Look at that. So the whole scripture is what revealed man to God today. Can you say amen? Now the second thing that the Holy Spirit does is called inspiration. Everybody say inspiration. Now inspiration, look at this very carefully. The Bible says all scripture is given by inspiration of God. This is the work of the Holy Spirit. He says, and it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness. Very big stuff. But not, but not today's talk. All scripture is given by what? Talk to me now by what? Inspiration. Now listen very carefully. The Bible lets us know. Listen, the, the Bible you have today has 66 books. Huh? The men that wrote these scriptures, some of them never met themselves in their own entire lives. They never made themselves some of them that were writing what they wrote in the scripture didn't even understand what they were writing the Bible tells us they didn't even know what they were writing but the Spirit of God inspired them and then they were just writing and penning the things down I mean look at Daniel Daniel wrote his own book from Babylon look at Jeremiah he wrote his own from Jerusalem look at uh, you see Isaiah the prophet you see um, Moses wrote his own from another country and then the scriptures were written from three different continents from Asia from Europe and from Africa these three continents, these are the writers in different nations, at different times, different age, different centuries. They wrote their own part of the whole story. Glory to God. And then the Spirit of God ensured that all these, these three books are put together. And brothers and sisters, the whole scripture connects together. Then you study the book of Leviticus. You see the prophet killing animals and you are wondering what it's all about but once revelation and inspiration come into your spirit it begins to make sense you begin to see how Jesus' blood died for me you begin to understand the dynamics of you know for instance I remember I I taught you one time from the genealogy of the Bible you know you wonder why give us all this genealogy and from Adam to this person to Seth to Cain to Isaac you're wondering what's all this story for why do we need to know all this but once inspiration enters your spirit the Holy Spirit begins to explain to you why the purpose for that then you'll be to understand that there's no waste of time in the scripture every scripture, every word has an importance in the Bible glory to God because why? the writers are men but the author is the Holy Spirit he's the one that coordinated the scriptures right from Moses all the way down to John when they wrote the book of, of, of Revelation and the Bible tells us that some of these men never met themselves never knew themselves can you imagine that? Imagine, let's say Pastor was in um, China, writing about the Lord Jesus. And I was here, writing about the Lord Jesus. And many years after, they found this book, they found this book, they found that man, these guys are talking the same thing. They are, I mean, they may it in different expressions, but it's all about the same thing. Hallelujah. You know, for instance, in Bible school, we're talking about the book of Revelation, right? And we began to understand that, that book is about Jesus. Nothing more than that. From chapter one to the end, we got to understand the greatness of the Lord Jesus you know we saw how one angel one angel can destroy a nation very quickly one angel sent parasites and we understood how God will seal some and God will remove some but it's all about the the majestic and the glory of the Lord Jesus can you shout amen now 2nd Peter chapter 1 verse 20 21 I said inspiration what is inspiration write it down inspiration is God's work to assure that the revelation is transmitted accurately to others and ultimately inscriptorated. that means god is the one that inspired men to write the bible under the control of the holy spirit the bible says look at you know you know peter how many of you know peter in the bible you know peter in the bible one of the disciples of jesus now peter i've seen jesus heal the sick cast out devils raise the dead listen very carefully peter saw Jesus transfigured in his glory. but Bible says he saw a shining light. This same Peter saw Jesus raised from the dead. And he saw when Jesus came to the house, they ate with the man that was born again. Because Jesus was the first man that was born again. The Bible says it's a, it's a flesh and bone body. No blood in his body. Glory to God. Bloodless body but alive. That's the new body we're going to have when we come, when Jesus meets us again. Glory to God. It's a body that is so glorious. And they saw this body. Peter saw Jesus ascend to heaven. He saw Jesus walk through the wall. He saw all the things you can ever think of in life. But you know what Peter said? Brothers and sisters, read now. Everybody want to go read? Uh-huh. Next. Yes. Yes. Are you seeing that? So men, they did not write it by private interpretation. They were moved by the Spirit. And Peter said something very powerful. Peter said, yes, we have seen the day star. We have seen Jesus in his glory, in his majesty. He said, but brothers and sisters, I have to you a more sure word of prophecy. He said that the scriptures, the scriptures, the scriptures is surer than anything you have ever seen with your eyes. Glory to God. Paul said, and Peter said, that is the most important thing you've got to pay attention to, and that's the reason why the Holy Spirit ensured that the men transmitted those scriptures accurately for us. Number three, the work of the Holy Spirit as the Spirit of Truth. Number three, illumination. Everybody say illumination. Now, illumination. Now, let me explain what illumination is. Um, come again, two of you. Two of you come. <laughs> this is this is quite very interesting. Um, come. Do what you did before. I'm going to add a third person. Inka, come. Let me show you something. Time the stage now. Because we have a longer group. Uh, Alright. Come here. Stay this way. You, you hold this. Just stay at the side here and cover him. Right? So, yeah, like this, yeah. So, like this. Um, Can I have... First please come with your you. Anch- 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 Yes. Watch this now. Now take your hunky, cover his eyes. now just stay like this. Cover his eyes from the back. All right, good. Now watch this. This is very interesting. Are you right now? Now, this is God and this is you. Are you following? Now, God hid himself from man. Man could never see God. So now, God at a time unveiled himself to the entire human race. Now, it's called revelation. So the veil was removed. Are you seeing that? now man can see god but notice very carefully this man is blind are you seeing that he still cannot see even though god has revealed himself to mankind now the work of the holy spirit now is now to illuminate this guy because this guy is still in darkness so now if you are in the darkness what can you see really nothing right everybody's cropping the dark trying to catch something trying to you know you feel something you know so man is still in confusion even though God has revealed himself to him even though God has inspired me to write the scriptures man is still blind now the Holy Spirit now illuminates man that means now he brings he, he brings lights into a dark place so that man can now see God correctly remember revelation is the work of God God is the one that unveils himself to man so God m- removed the veil are you following what I'm saying this morning Hello, are you still? Are you still following me? Now, man, he's blind, no, he can't see nothing. Now, the Holy Spirit gives him illumination, lights. Now he can see God correctly. Are you following this now? That is what the Holy Spirit does. Now, this though, so there's the work of God, is the work of man. The work of God is to reveal the work of man is illumination. That's why, if you don't have if you don't have illumination in your spiritual life. You will never understand God. Things will be so confusing. Things will make no sense to you. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is the one that illuminates man. Can you shout amen? amen? Sit down. Thank you very much. Glory to God. So now look at Psalm 119 verse 18. So write this down. The work of the Holy Spirit is to open our spiritual understanding. To grasp the meaning of the scriptures. He's the one that opens... Our spiritual understanding to grasp the meaning of the scriptures. Psalm 119, verse 18. Bible says, Open my eyes that I may see. It says, Wondrous things from your law. You see that? Now look at Luke chapter 24, verse 45. Luke 24, 45. Read everybody, want to go. And he opened their understanding. How that men might comprehend the scriptures. Notice the disciples had been with Jesus, but their understanding was blocked. So the Holy Bible says that Jesus opened their understanding. How did he open their understanding? The Bible says, and he breathed on them, the Holy Ghost. When the Holy Ghost came into their lives, understanding came. That's the reason why, if we don't have the Holy Spirit, the scriptures will make no sense to you. The scriptures will look like, uh, you know some people, the Bible is their sleeping pills. You understand? If they are finding how to sleep, he said, let's read um, Genesis chapter 1. Let's start reading. No, Leviticus chapter 1, when they start reading the verticals, before you know, they have gone to sleep, let's take two doses of the Bible, so the Bible is now their sleeping pill you know what is happening to you, the reason is because you do not have illumination, there's no way I can read my Bible and sleep, it's not possible why, because once I start reading I, my eyeballs, I say what what's going on here, before you know I I don't even know how long I spent in the scriptures. Why? Because that's the work of the Holy Spirit. You cannot manufacture this thing by discipline. No, no, no. It is the work of the Holy Spirit. That's why you need the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is your helper. Say the Holy Spirit is my helper. Say I'm helped of God because I have the Holy Spirit. Say it again. Say I'm helped of God because I have the Holy Spirit. So look at John chapter 14 verse 26. So revelation takes the veil away from God, illumination takes the veil away from our eyes. Are you seeing that? That's what it does. And the Holy Spirit is the one that brings understanding of the scriptures to us. Everybody read together, one to go. What's it gonna do? Look at that. It says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I have said to you. Can you shout Amen? Now, many of the writers of the Bible do not understand what they are writing about. The Bible tells us. So they had had inspiration of the Holy Spirit, but they did not have illumination. I'll, I'll, I'll show you a few. Daniel, chapter 12, verse 8 to 9. Look at Daniel. The Bible says, look at what Daniel Daniel said, Although I heard, I did not understand. Then I said, My Lord, what shall be the end of these things? Next verse, verse 9. And he said, Go your way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed until the time of the end. See that? So the words were what? Closed up and what? And sealed until when? The time of the end. Those of you in Bible school remember? We talked about this. And then in the book of Revelation, Daniel said, now I'm going to open the seal. So John said, I'll open the seal because it was concealed to Daniel. Daniel was inspired by the Holy Ghost. He wrote it down, but he do not understand what he was writing. Now John opened the scales. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Look at Ephesians 3, 8 to 11. Ephesians 3. It says, To me, whom I am less than the least of all saints, this grace was given. And I shall preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable, look at the word, unsearchable riches of Christ. You can look for Christ anyhow you want, you will never find him. Because why? It is unsearchable. It's the unsearchable mysteries of Christ. Next verse. He says, and to make all to see what is the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the age had been hidden in God who created all things through Jesus Christ. Verse 10. He says, to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the, to the, to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. Next verse. He says, according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Jesus Christ our Lord. Glory to God. Look at another one again. First uh, 1 Peter 1.12. 1 Peter The Bible says to, to them, it, it was revealed that not to themselves. Look at that. It was revealed to them, but not to themselves, but to us that were ministering the things which now have been reported to you through those who have been preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Things which angels desire to look into. Even the angels of God, most of them don't have illumination. They can read it, but don't understand it. That's why many have picked the Bible. And all they can get out of it is history. Or theology. That's all they can get. Why? Because they don't have illumination. Hallelujah. But the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth. When the Spirit of God comes to your life, He will give you the Spirit of truth. That means you will have illumination. Now, listen. If you have both revelation and illumination, then you are a blessed man. You are a blessed man. Look at Matthew 13. From verse 6 to 17. From verse 16 to 17. Look at it. It says, But blessed are, are your eyes for the sea. Put your hands on your eyes. Say, blessed are my eyes for the sea. Put your hand on your ear. Say, blessed are my ears for the hear. Next verse, verse 17. He says, For shortly I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desire to see what you see, but they did not see it. To hear what you hear. But they did not hear. Brothers and sisters, if you know Jesus, brothers and sisters, if you have seen Jesus, if you have heard him before, men desire to see this, but they've never seen it. If you come to know the Lord Jesus for yourself, personally, brother, you are a blessed man. You are really a blessed man. Glory to God. Look at um, Matthew 16 verse 17. Bible says, look at it. It says, Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon, by Jonah, for flesh and blood. Have not revealed this to you, but my Father, who is in heaven. Remember, you know, Jesus one time asked him, says, "Who am I?" And then they said, some say you are Elijah, some say you are the prophet, some say you are a great man. And Jesus said, "But who do you say I am?" They did not know him, even though they have slept with him, eating with him, preached with him. They didn't know him. But Bible says Peter stood up and said, "You are the Christ, the Son of the Living God." You know what Jesus said? Jesus said, "This." You are not taught by education. You are not taught in the school. He says, flesh and blood did not tell you this. He says, but the Holy Spirit is the one that told you. Hallelujah. I say, hallelujah. And Jesus said, blessed are you. Say, I'm blessed because I know Jesus. Say, I'm blessed because I know the Holy Spirit. If you know the Lord Jesus for yourself, brothers and sisters, you are a blessed man. You are a blessed man. Hallelujah. Look at Luke chapter 10 from verse 21 to 24. Luke 10 said, in that hour, Jesus rejoiced in the spirit of sin. He said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and revealed them to babes. He says, Even so, Father, for it for so it seemed good in your sight. Next verse. All things have been delivered to me by my father. And no one knows who the Son is except the Father. And who the Father is except the Son. And the one who's and, and, and the one to whom the son wills, he reviews him. Look at that, next verse. He says, then he turned to his disciples and said privately. He says, blessed are your eyes for they see the things you see. Next move quickly. For I tell you that many prophets and kings have desired to see what you see and have not seen it. And to hear what you hear and have not heard it. Hallelujah. Look at that, this is so powerful, so powerful. So truth is known by revelation, not education. You cannot know truth by education. Truth is known by revelation. So, truth is not by human reasoning. You don't listen. Listen, if you are trying to use your brain to calculate Jesus, you are wasting your time. It's not by human reasoning. It's by the Spirit of God walking with God's Word in the human heart. So, if a person, listen, if a person can argue you into Christianity, then they can also argue you out of Christianity. as simple as that that's the reason why um i understand the place for um apologetics right Where you're trying to defend your faith and give a proof of your faith in christ are you listening but listen brothers and sisters there's something greater than apologetics it's called revelation and illumination because once you have it you have it how do you know you're born again i just know why how do you know do you feel it i just know why because the holy spirit he is the spirit of truth he has revealed himself to me on the inside you cannot argue me or talk me out that's the reason why when we go about to evangelize we don't you know even if we're going to do apologies, that's time to defend the faith the most important thing is that we proclaim the gospel we proclaim what he has done that's our focus so we try to avoid arguments you avoid as much as possible even though the Bible says you defend your faith but avoid as much as possible so that means the defense of faith comes in when you come into Christ and you're able to now defend the faith logically. But the beauty about scripture is that even though it comes by revelation, listen very carefully, it can also be defended by human reasoning. That's the beautiful part about it. So that means human reason can come into it, but it doesn't start by human reasoning. It starts from your spirit. Glory to God. And listen brothers and sisters, humility is the key to being illuminated with understanding. If you are not humble, you will never know God. Why? Look at it. Go up to verse 21 again of the same verse. Look at it. He says, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and revealed them to who? To who? To babes. He says, for even so, Father, for it seems good in your sight. Next verse. Look at verse 22 again. 22, next verse, quickly. He says, all things have been delivered to me. He says, my Father. Next verse, 23. I want to see something else. Okay. 24. Let me see. Yeah. Everybody read 1 to go 24. Read now. 1 to go read. Uh huh. Look at that. Look at Psalm 25, verse 9. Psalm 25, verse 9. Bible says, The humble, he guides in justice, and the humble, he teaches his ways. Matthew 18 verse 3, Matthew 18 3, Jesus said, I surely I say to you, unless you are converted and become as a child, a little children, He says, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. That means if you're not a child, forget about Jesus. Forget about Jesus. Look at um, James chapter 1 verse 21, James 1 21. It says, therefore lay aside all filthiness." And overflow of wickedness and receive with what with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your soul. Can you shout amen? Now, listen, even though the spirit, even though the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth, right? Now, what is now the role of a teacher? For instance, the Bible tells that there are offices in in, um, in in the house of God, number one: apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. These are gifts to men. Are you following? Now, there are those that operate in the office of a teacher. Are you listening? And there are those that also have the gift of teaching. Two different things. Hello? You know, there are some people that are very gifted in teaching, like in secondary schools, universities. They are gifted in that. But it doesn't mean that they function in the office of a teacher. When you function in the office of a teacher, that means most of what you know comes to you by revelation. And then you can easily communicate it to others to understand. Are you listening? Now, what is the role of teachers now in the body of Christ? Number one, listen, a teacher can either be a channel through which you are enlightened, or it can also be the source of confusion and deception. It will be two. Because a teacher's job is to make simple what has already been revealed, and the Holy Spirit bears witness with that same message in your inner man. So now a teacher can either enlighten you or confuse you or deceive you. Whichever is the case. You see that? Now listen, teachers are not lords of your faith. They are only helpers of your progress and joy in the faith. That's their job. Their job is to increase your joy, increase your faith in the gospel. That's their job. So in the same way the Holy Spirit is our teacher, he also bears witness to the truth. Look at 1 John 5, 6. 1 John 5, 6. First John chapter 5, verse 6. Bible says, This is he who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. It's not only by water, he said, it, but by water and blood. That that is the spirit who bears witness. Why? Because he is the spirit of truth. Look at 1 John 2, verse 20. 1 John 2:20. Bible says, listen, look at this now. It says, But you have an anointing from the Holy One. And what? And you know all things. Okay, next 27. Look at this now, 27. It says, but the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. And you do not need anyone to teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all the things that is true, which is not a lie. And just as he has taught you, he will abide in you. Somebody said, since the Holy Spirit is our teacher and he can teach us all things, why do we not need teachers? Listen very carefully. The Bible talks about the anointing of teaching. Are you listening? Now, a teacher's job, like for instance me now, I am teaching by the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Are you following that? So if I'm doing that, that means I can also enlighten you in the gospel. But the Bible says, anyone who is not teaching you the scripture without the anointing, can't teach you nothing. Why? Because they can't bear witness to this great truth. They can't bear witness to this gospel in Christ Jesus. Can you shout amen? So in salvation... The situation has been re- has been reversed because after man fell, the truth was re- removed from him and the lie was put into man. But when Christ came, he removed that lie from our spirit and put the spirit of truth inside us. Glory to God. That means now we have been delivered from deception and the indwelt of the truth now. That means now no longer can we be deceived. When you know the spirit of truth, that can never deceive you. Never. Because why? Once you see the game, you know that Satan is involved in this matter. Why? Because you are being led by the Spirit, and because you have the Spirit of Truth inside of you. Glory to God! I said, Glory to God! You know, somebody is about to scam you. Your spirit is alert. You know what's about to happen. Why? Because the Spirit of Truth is inside you. Glory to God! Look at 1 John three nineteen. Bible says, "And by this we know that we are of the truth, and shall assure our hearts before Him." So we are of the truth, and the truth now is also in us. Look at First John one 3. <laughs> three, John one three. He says, "For I rejoice greatly when brethren came and testified of the truth that is in you, just as you walk in the truth." Look at that. So being of the truth and having the truth means that we hear the truth and we are able to attest to the truth. That means we know the character of truth because the Holy Spirit bears witness of the truth. And what is truth? Truth is about Jesus, so it teaches us to abide also in Jesus. That means whatever that contradicts what Christ has done, it can you can bear witness into your spirit. That is a lie, it's a lie. Why? Because the spirit of truth now abides in you. Can you say amen? Now, what's the summary of everything I'm saying today? First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. I'll show you three things. I've heard people say things like. Eyes have not seen. Hairs have not heard. It has not entered into the heart of man. Huh? Have you heard that before? Okay, now, scripture now. But as it is written, eyes have not seen. Now, Paul is quoting an Old Testament scripture. Nor ear, he head. Nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those that love Him. Hey, eyes have not seen, no. Heads have not heard. The things that God is planning for me, you have not seen it yet. Brothers and sisters, take your neighbor, continue reading. Next verse, verse 10. Hey, what's the first word there? Shout it very loud. But, but, what is but in English language? If you are starting a sentence, I personally now put but, what does that mean? He's trying to either contradict the first statement or explain it i tell you that there's something better he says but what happened god had revealed them to us by his spirit look at that he says for the spirit searcheth all things he is better than google search hallelujah he says yes the deep things of god you know somebody go on google and type god who created god you will not find it <laughs> You say, when did God start? You will not find it. Wait, forget about it. If you like, use all the index that like, you don't find. It. It say the deep things of God. Next verse. He says, For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? He says, Even so, no one knows the things of God except why? Except by the spirit. Look at that. So, number one, the Holy Spirit is called revelation. So, until God reveals himself to us, he remains hidden you cannot discover God by searching or learning it's not possible he has chosen to reveal himself to us and that is why it is called revelation and unveiling of the truth that what it means so the wisdom of God is different from the wisdom of this world why the wisdom of God is all about Jesus and nothing else and the Prince of this world were ignorant of this wisdom you know the Bible Bible says that if Satan had known he will ensure that Jesus does not die. You know why? If Jesus did not die, he will still be alive today because nobody can kill him. God says, "No, Jesus said nobody can kill the Son of Man until the Son of Man laid down His life for Himself." So he can't be killed. You nothing to kill at all. He will still be alive. You know, raising the dead, casting out devils, healing the sick. Who will sit down and go to hell? Why? Because without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. So Satan didn't know God. So God tricked him. Why? Because God did not reveal to him. So he, he was helping God in his mind. I'm helping God to end this thing. He doesn't know, he doesn't know that he was also part of God's plan to help to facilitate what will happen today. So Satan, you know, inspired Judas, to betray him, betray him. When he came before Pilate, Satan entered into their minds. Don't agree. Don't agree. Whatever he says is a lie. This guy he must be killed. When they brought him before Pilate, Pilate said, What have this man done? He said, We don't care. Kill him, crucify him. He said, what has he done? Crucify him. They were all helping God's plan. Then the day that Jesus died, Satan knew that he has lost forever. Hallelujah! He knew that he lost. But why? That's when he now understood God's plan. So you can't know God except God shows Himself to you. That's the truth. So that's why it's called revelation. Are you seeing that? It's called revelation. Now, next verse, verse 12. Look at the next thing. says but now we have received not the spirit of the world but the spirit which is from god that we might know the things that are freely given to us next verse by god he says these things we also speak not in the words which man's wisdom teaches but that with the holy ghost teaches comparing spiritual things with spiritual so that means now god has carefully preserved this self-revelation by breathing him into man and it's called inspiration so throughout scripture God inspired men of old and they wrote down the scriptures for us today glory to God now look at verse 14 read everybody want to go uh-huh i want you to read louder start again want to go read why uh-huh why next verse, verse 15. Read everybody want to go? Write this down. The things of God are not naturally discerned by men. No. Because man is incapable of understanding this inspired revelation unless he is taught by the Holy Spirit. That is called illumination. So in this first Corinthians 2 9 to 16 you have revelation have inspiration and you have illumination that's the work of the holy spirit he's called the spirit of truth the spirit of truth when you walk with the holy spirit you can never walk in lies that's the job of the holy spirit he will ensure that he leads you in the path that you should go you will never miss a way in life when you know the Holy Spirit. He will always teach you about Jesus. He will always show you about the things to come. He will always expose to you about your faith. He will ensure that you are making progress and there's joy in your faith. Why? Because that's the job of the Holy Spirit. When you know the Holy Spirit, you will never know a lie. All you will know is truth about the Lord, truth about Jesus, and truth about yourself. Glory to God. Say that I will always lie to you. Said that I will tell you you will not make it in life, you are not making progress. But when you look at the scripture, the Bible says, Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That's the spirit of truth talking. Because that's the true you. You look at yourself in the mirror, you look so weak, you look so down. But the Bible says, Greater is he that is in you. That's the spirit of truth talking. He says you have overcome them because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Say, I know my real self. Read say I know my real self. Say I'm the blessed one. Say I'm the favored one. Say I'm the champion. Little voice inside. Say I'm a champion. Say I'm making progress. And I'm having joy in my faith. Because the spirit of truth lives in me. He abides in me. If you believe in shout hallelujah. That's the spirit of truth. Thank you for this morning. Let's pray.